You're listening to the Midday Grind with Martin Kilcoin and Charlie Marlowe on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Charles Moore, Fast Eddie's Fallout. In addition to people thinking I look like somebody else, one guy stopped me, and he said, "He said, oh, you're the... Hey, I love the Kilcoin Blitz. What's it called? The Blitz. Hey, Kilcoin, do that thing at night. What do you got, that commentary thing? You know, your clown show. <laughs> Corky the Clown. <laughs> Inside that was, joke. That was actually uttered. Yeah. This guy said, hey, uh, and he was very polite, and he said... I like the way you carry yourself. And then he walked on. And my wife wow. was with me. And I said, that's an actually, that's a great compliment. I don't entirely know what it means, but I will take You'll that. You'll take that. 10 days of the week. That's Martin, good stuff. Martin had a minor flub the night before, so a couple people swarmed him in fast studies. How could you miss that tease? <laughs> so we swarmed him like bees. <laughs> I'm glad you guys took had the same takeaway I did. It was just a little, God bless her, extremely talented, popular, successful. Just seemed a little bit. Also, kind of a rhetorical question. How's he supposed to answer that? How could you miss it? I don't. I mean, I think she was probably ad living. I could point. be wrong, though. You probably are. I usually am. I wonder, though. I don't like the way you carry yourself. That's fair. That's fine. <laughs> I agree with that. I wonder, though, if she was basically sprinting out from the the locker room. That was her first hit, and maybe after that, I'm sure ESPN had her do a million hits on all the different networks and radio and TV. Maybe that first one, she was so excited. It was a huge sports moment. And then after the fact, she toned it down a bit and Very didn't swarm. Very possible. Uh, fallout from the weekend to Matt Rocchio chiming in. when I, All I said was, guys don't need to wear coats and ties. And they showed Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, with their little sweaters that zip up. They look very fashionable. Quarter zips. Look very comfortable. And I said, this is a great point. They don't need to be wearing a suit and tie. They're not splitting the atom. And if they were, I guess they'd be wearing lab coats anyway. Hey, what did Rocchio respond with? Oppenheimer and Oppenheimer. He goes, well, Oppenheimer, and then the other guy. You said everybody knows they were fleece. First of all, nobody knows How the do other you guy. Know that? It's I. One time in high school, we were assigned to the debate about the atomic bomb in World War II, and so I did a bunch of research and. If you do a lot of research, it's really easy. Those guys, mainly those two, Szilard and Oppenheimer, are the most two most famous guys who came out and just railed against the usage of the bomb that they created. And so I had the quotes just kind of in the back of my head, and I remember these Even things. Even Szilard's family doesn't know he was a hey, You helped make that? You were part of the Adam? I thought that was Oppenheimer. And the only, the, literally the only reason I know how to spell his name is that when I was doing, when I was doing the research... I said his name weird, and then somebody I heard somebody say his name. It sounded like Soulard, and so I remember in my head that the guy's name sounded like Soulard but wasn't, and so it's just one of those things where it just kind of sticks in your brain because you just remember a little thing about it. I got to say, I was freaked out. I'm like, and then you said, again, I felt baited. I, I feel you like you said that out like yeah. like like Martin's like, if I send this out, Rocky's going to come in here with a weird atomic you know scientist reference, and I I felt 100 percent for it. Yeah, and it didn't surprise you one bit though that he did know. Again, everybody knows Oppenheimer. To know the other guy, that's just ridiculous. No one should know the other guy. God I'm sorry. You, Rock. Real quick, you. by the way. I, I, I actually argue that people should know more things, but hey, that's just me. No, you're right. You're right. Just because we teased it. Andrew Luck this year, 39 touchdowns, 15 picks, almost 4,600 yards. 
Andy Reid, one and four playoffs for the Shacks. Chiefs fans this whole let's week. Get, let's I got uh, nervous. I'm gonna get somebody on from Kansas City. Let's get the pulse Bye. of Kansas City. I was thinking my guy Frank Bowl, who's been in that market. He was a TV guy for a while. Now he's a radio guy. He's been in the market for like. 40 years, so he can give us the vibe. This is my theory. If he's listening, he'll know to call in. And the greatest part is, I don't want to freak out Kansas City Chiefs fans, but don't forget who taught Matt Nagy how to handle the clock. Mm-hmm. Andy, Andy Reid taught Matt Nagy everything he knows about you know those those button-down situations, the last few minutes, how to exactly call timeouts when 40 seconds are being run off the clock. Let me ask you this. Do you think Philly, they needed that touchdown to take the lead, obviously. Do you think they ran the ball the first two times just so... The Bears would burn timeouts because that would be that'd be really dangerous, right? That yeah. Would, or did you th- or you half take a shot on the ground, but you kind of want the clock running at that point and force them to call? Do you think that was a factor at all? Because Rich Gould and I were arguing about it. He said if they're thinking about the Bears timeout situation instead of worrying about that touchdown, they should all be fired. But I said, I'll bet you it's a factor. I think that was part of it, but more so, I think they thought that was their best chance on each particular play to score a touchdown. Like by your logic, you're hoping by running the ball that you're not going to score then, right? If you're going to do half and half, you want them to burn their timeouts. Well, First two okay, downs, you okay. want to run it and not score to get them to waste the timeouts. I think you're okay if you score, but you're running primarily thinking clock, which is dangerous. And it came down to a fourth and goal, so you could have been burned. I don't know if it, if they don't score, I think you have to ask. You swarm them, and you ask We swarmed him. But you know, and this is an obvious statement, because you're in four-down territory, you can run the ball twice. You know you have four shots at it. Right, but it's a little dangerous. Okay, but then a couple years back, we all destroyed the Seahawks for throwing, right? And for not running the ball with Marshawn Lynch that was also, at fourth and that, one. That was also... How many years ago was that now? Six, seven years ago? Was it that long ago? I can rain man this. because uh, 2012. Ago, it was 2013? I want to say it was 14. 14 or 15. The Seahawks. Okay, did Fox have the Super Bowl last year? I'll check on that. Feels like so no. you like know all those things with the TV crews. That well, type of thing doesn't interest on, hold me. Hold on, this is 7, 10, no offense. 13. I'll swarm you. Okay, so the Seahawks <laughs> Seahawks won the Super Bowl the 2013 season. So the following year. And then the 2014 season yeah. would have been the game. Yeah, February 1st, 2015. There you go. So, 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 sorry. So, 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 so Rocchio was big-time wrong. Yeah, yeah, I was off by two years. Oppenheimer. Um, wow. Way off. I, 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 put I, your I, last just, on, I just think that conventional wisdom in football has shifted over those last four years big-time to running the people more so even than then are like running the ball even if you have a good running back isn't always the smart move anymore it's about passing the ball okay even, but that even was down inside the 20 remember that was third down correct yeah that play was third down you still could have thrown the ball on fourth down correct yeah we're talking oh, no, about the marshawn lynch play. Oh, 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 that was yeah, on that was third down my point the eagles one i was like no. no this was on this was on third down back in the day the seahawks uh, patriots that we're talking you about are very correct also, Billikens win that 8-10 opener. Charlie, you're right. We should talk more about it. Javon Best carving out a very memorable slew career, even though he didn't start here. Don't you think with the way he's playing this year, doing it on both ends, he's becoming a memorable slew player. And a lot of times when you transfer in, it's like, ah, oh, he wasn't here that long. I feel like he's becoming a very popular player. <laughs> Certainly Travis Ford is always not pumping his brakes. What is he pumping? He has, though. Pumping his tires. Pumping his tires. Damn. Saying he's an NBA type guy because swarmed Travis after the game and he was pumping tires. But look, speaking of swarm, Travis Ford has said this year he thinks that Javon Bess is one of the best defenders in the country. He maybe said the best. I I can't remember the exact quote, but Javon Bess playing both ends of the floor, 
He's one of those stat sheet stuffer guys, too. I mean, obviously, 24 points is great, but if you look at the box scores after most of Slew's games, it's always five or six rebounds and four assists and a couple steals, and he's scoring, and he's playing both ends of the floor. You do have a fun team. Javon Vest is very fun to watch and, and root for, and same with Hassan French. How could you not watch that guy? Just kind of the garbage man going up there, getting putbacks, rebounding, blocking shots. First game post Cartier Gordon, most of them like, hey, not a factor, not a factor. Certainly, you miss him on the floor, but they're not going to they're not going to tell you, hey, we're mo- more motivated than ever. But I guarantee, when a guy like that bolts midseason, you kind of close the ranks. Everybody kind of rallies around each other. And don't you think too? Now look, we all root for Cartier Gordon to have a good career wherever he goes. I know there's a lot of talk of maybe Memphis and Penny Hardaway was his AAU coach. But look, if you have a guy who leaves the program. It doesn't just happen one day. So if there's been issues there for a couple weeks at practices, off the court, you you also get to a point as a team where I feel like you're kind of sapping the energy of the entire group. And even though he's super talented, if you part ways with the distraction and you can, as you said, kind of close the ranks, you can see how everybody kind of comes together. Hard to believe one week ago was New Year's Eve, which means it's now seven days into the New Year. So whatever you're trying to do, we're not going to tell you you need to lose weight, but maybe your decision is to simply eat healthier, live a better life. You can do all of that by just walking into snow. Or swarm in there. Swarm in there. Hold those vegetables accountable. Think about it. The great produce section that they have at Schnooks. Make some great choices while shopping. That could be part of the new you in 2019. You could also grab a free copy of Simply Slim magazine. It is there at every schnooks and inside. What do you need if you're cutting back? I won't say diet, but let's just say you're trying to eat better. How about some healthy, delicious recipes? 40 of those Mm. in the latest magazine, Simply Slim. Mm -hmm. Pick it up. Read those. Make them, Chuck. You got a scale. I do. Think about it. If you want to plan your meals out, shop for those fresh foods, shed some weight, Simply eating better. Do it by grabbing the magazine. And not only that, Schnooks is partnering with local fitness centers to help you eat and live well. Free classes, free challenges. Learn more by simply visiting schnooks.com slash health. Also enter for a chance to win free groceries for a year. Fresh start, fresh ideas, fresh produce. Healthy eating starts at Schnooks. Time now for the end of the day. Okay, when's the end of the day? At the end of the day, it's going to be tough to tell someone they might not be in it. At the end of the day, even though there's moments where you're like, oh, I I don't want to do this. Diana Taurasi does, in fact, play for the Phoenix Mercury. Ah, Rocky knows her stats. Rock. Hold on. This is unbelievable. If you know her stats, by the way, are they even playing right now? If he comes within two points and one rebound. It starts in the summer, though, right? I should know oh, that. This WNBA. Terrible. This is terrible. Please just give us your Diana Taurasi knowledge. My guess, my guess is 24, 6, and 5. Wait, wow. For you... her career? Oh, are we doing career or this past year? Is that career or year? Uh, I was guessing this past year. All right, okay. So this past year, 20.7 points, uh, five assists, and three and a half rebounds. Pretty that close. Pretty... That is frighteningly close. You really should get out. Just go for a walk. Go for a walk. <laughs> Um, maybe you can answer this, Martin. I brought this up with you earlier. Rock, I'm not sure you were in the room. Charlie, I know you weren't. It's weird to me that the Sunday schedule in the postseason for the NFL doesn't make much sense to me, only because I feel like they should stagger it better where the first game starts at about 3-3-30, and then you have the Sunday night game. I don't understand why all year long you condition fans to believe 
that 7 p.m. because NBC has a game, had a game last night, obviously, and then they have a game this weekend. It doesn't make sense why all year long you you condition the fans to know that Sunday night that's the game of the week. That's where you need to tune in and watch the two best teams, at least the two best, the best scheduled game that week, and then all of a sudden postseason starts and it goes away. Wouldn't you have rather have watched a football game last night at like 7 o'clock? Like that Bears-Eagles yes, at night? Yes, that, that would have been perfect. Now, granted, they had the Golden Globes, and I'm sure that's a huge ratings deal for NBC. I don't know. I don't yeah, watch they, Channel 5. But I bet the teams hate it, although normally they don't care about that. They would just do what's best for money and for ratings. I bet you anything the teams would just hate a playoff game on a Sunday night, traveling back, kind of screws up the whole week. But I don't know. It's a great question. I kind of like the... The Saturday schedule being a little later, and then the Sunday schedule being earlier. I don't know why, but I feel like we've been conditioned for the playoffs to kind of uh, have it be like that, and I'm good with it. I think I found the call finally, because we're playing calls from, uh, you know, we like to make fun of kind of bad plays, <laughs> how it plays in, in local radio, like oh, this one. Daniel, last shot, back to throw. I don't know why, <laughs> Mard, when you discussed uh, Chicago, bad plays in Chicago sports talk history. This came to mind. Seven to five Cubs, bottom of the ninth. Two down. The Brewers have the bases loaded and a two-two count on the hitter. Here's the pitch. Swung on fly ball left field. Brant Brown going back. Brant Brown drops the ball. He drops the ball. Ron Santo. Oh no. Brant Brant Brown. I don't know why that came to mind, but Ron Santo popped into my head when you mentioned just kind of Misery moments yeah. in Chicago sports. He lived through a lot of them in the booth. So lovable. <laughs> Loved him. Brant Brown. Who thinks of that? Was he a big-time prospect? Wasn't he supposed to be really good? Am I wrong he there? kind of a slap hitter? Brant Brown. We'll look it up. We're going to look it up. have it for you tomorrow. <laughs> we'll, have it. we'll tell you more about Brant Brown in 23 hours. <laughs> uh, he seemed to have actually a pretty good minor league career. Uh, Ever on the Marlins? Everybody was. Yes, he was in 2000, briefly, before going back to the Cubs at the end of that season. But uh, that year in 98, he had a, a 291 average and a 501 slugging. Good for an OPS plus of 118. He had a pretty good year that year, despite the missed uh, fly ball. Also last night, Chuck, <laughs> you brought this to my attention. We do have it. Here is the uh, the Spanish call of the missed field goal last night in Chicago. 43 yards. It's left. Le mete el pie. Distancia, dirección. Le dio el poste. And that was actually just an incomplete pass in the third quarter. That wasn't even. The I love kick. that. I love it. Oh, it always sounds better, doesn't it? And are they even rooting for either team there? Do they even care who wins? No, I don't think so. I like how they're taking the soccer thing and they're just like, we repeat things, we, we repeat goal when we score in soccer, so when big things happen in football, we're going to repeat it. Which is funny because if Al Michaels had done that, we probably would have said it was a bad call. Uh, like we, if we, we just no, shot we, a no we good over and over, and over oh, yeah, again. Yeah. I don't know if he said, no, sir, no, sir, no, sir. Look, can I hear it again? I really enjoyed this. And again, I like... In my head, I'm thinking of it as being a, a stop in the second quarter. It's third and ten. Now, that was just a yell, right? Are, are that we, wasn't a word. Was 
are we sure that that's not the Phillies, the, like the Eagles? Spanish I think it was the okay. It has Spanish to be. Broadcast. It has. You could not be. Still, doesn't quite explain this. He got stabbed at the end of it. But dude, that's a huge play. Come on now. No, it, Seriously. No, it is a huge play. But I was like, there's no way he's the national Spanish broadcaster. What if this is what happened? On his last No Senor, he actually also he knocked over his hot coffee onto his yeah, lap, and it. then he screamed maybe in pain. His appendix burst. All he right. got there so excited go. at the end. You guys may or may not remember, and maybe Steve Savard's listening, but there was a game in Arizona, and either the Rams blew it at the end, which is very plausible, or they made a big play to end it. I forget. Which is less likely. But as Savard is making the final call, Hannafin screams, ah! And everybody was like, oh, my God, they got the first down. Or he had had a leg cramp. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he, the, the audio exists. Oh. I'm telling you, the audio exists. Hannafin, gonna, That's I, awesome. I don't even know if I have Savard's number, but I'm going to text him and say, please give me the circumstances because it's a key moment and Steve's making the call. And in the background, you just hear Hannafin go, ah! Dude, if you have your hamstring cramp up, it, hurts. it is painful. And I can see how you would just uh, scream into the microphone for sure. And the challenge would be, all right, I'll find that information out. We'll look for that audio. And then is there a Spanish version of the Bears miss? Because we talk about how excited they get in moments of victory. Is there a Spanish version? I'll have to try to find that. Wouldn't that be great? I'm yes. sure there is in a market like Chicago. Uh, this is apropos of nothing, but my wife and I watched Bird Box over the weekend. I didn't get the hype. I didn't think it was quite that good. We watched it. It's weird, right? Yeah, it's not everybody that good. said it was terrifying. I'm like, it wasn't no, terrifying. It wasn't really that scary, but I, I find this funny. Cause it's funny when, when they try to advertise a movie and they get caught. So on a television ad, you know when they show text of like a review? Why this movie's great. Best movie of 2019. Or this person's fantastic. Netflix has an ad and it says in it, Sandra Bullock is brilliant. Richard Lawson, Vanity Fair. Richard Lawson then took a screen grab of his review and it says, Sandra Bullock is brilliant in the bad B movie Bird Box. <laughs> oh, wow. That's I what they call that. it a pull quote. I always enjoy it when that happens. That's, That's funny, why right? they call it a poll quote, Charlie. You know, you know what, know though? That? It's called Look, a poll quote. I didn't know that, and they but... they swarmed the director and went, why did you make a bad movie? Listen, I don't really care because it's a movie, but when people say the media manipulates things, and sometimes they do, and they cry fake news and all that, things like that don't help. When you take things out of context. I know it's just a movie, so I don't really care, it's but... It's not the mainstream media. That... Okay, but my point is... Don't just take something totally out of context and cut off the second half of the sentence. That's not. Daniel, that's not on. Love this. We never pull quote something and just out of fit, context. Out of context. But the context right there just is. Fit. Look, that's one of the most exciting plays to end a game in the history of the NFL, and the dude's acting like he's you know in line at the airport going through TSA well, or you something. You are a rude, terrible person. I think he was just assuming we lost to the freaking Patriots again, and the and the, <laughs> the lesson there is Charlie. You never know. Like right and now. here he is, having the time of his life. I like Sergio this. Dip. Love that guy. That's the end of the day. That should be the end of the day. This has been a lot of fun, guys. Great show. show. Good day. A lot of fun. You know what? This was a Thursday show on a Monday. I hope that Lady at Lester's was listening. This felt kind of like a Thursday show. People on the text line are saying, how am I going to power through an entire week with no holidays? Think about it. Great question. A full week. This is the first. Has this is the first. Texted that in, or is that just your thought? No, somebody actually did, did text, text that in. Did you text did you into text the inbox? No, I did not do that. I was looking sure? up Brant Brown. I, I wrote down things I want to look up later. 
I wrote down Shutbox, which is the board game, and I wrote down Brant Brown, and then Poll Quote, which Rocchio just used. I was not aware of that as a thing. Uh, we got to get out of here, Chuck. We'd like to stay. We'd like to do like 20 hours a day, but we got other shows. Hardline. Guess what? That's next. Swarm them. Swarm them.